All right, lights, camera, cut to it. Today we're breaking down wide receiver three, Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver two, Puka Nakua, and... I'm going to tease wide receiver one. Is he even a wide receiver? People are talking about it. We're talking about it. Let's get right into it. Kendrick Bourne, what do you see? What do you like? Former 49er, current Patriot. Man, Kendrick Bourne, what I'm really impressed with, just watching him develop, right, is he just are doing some things that I really, last year you kind of saw little sprinkles of it, but just his ability to get in and out of the breaks uh, has improved. He's a big guy who moves around uh, kind of like a, a small guy, kind of mm-hmm. a jitterbug guy. So he gets in and out of breaks. He utilizes his body, boxes people out. But then he'll go up top and catch the ball at his highest point. If we could just get some of the other wide receivers on his team to kind of show up on a consistent basis, I think you can have a really group, a good wide receiver core. But Douglas, kid from, uh, I think, it's Cincinnati, he's a uh, guy. Liberty, that, Liberty. I'm be honest with you. I just have to say it this way. They're both playing the same right now. Yeah. I need him to play like he played at Liberty. We need to put an APB out on Super Bowl winning champ, Juju Smith-Schuster. He is struggling, bro. Yeah, and his knee is nowhere near 100%. It's been the biggest thing that they've been talking about with him up in New England. I thought he was good in the second half. Uh, first half, he was, like you're saying, missing in action. Second half, he had a couple big catches. But this wide receiver by committee thing worked real well when you had arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Looks a lot tougher to do when you don't have that. And there was one play in particular that happened, talking about the uh, supporting cast, that Patriots fans of my mentions put solely on Devontae Parker, uh, the interception Mac threw. Well, to me, it's it's really a question of, from what I've been taught, and I've when I say taught, I mean listening yeah. to the announcers on TV. Okay. I, was, for I was surely about to ask where... 25, <laughs> 25, 30 years of my viewing. But what I've, what I've been told is if you're throwing it to the sideline, a, a post, a fade, whatever that is, mm-hmm. if you're going to miss, miss high and out of bounds. Is, mm-hmm. that, is there any validity to that? I've never played quarterback. Uh, I don't play one on television either. But as a, resp- as a receiver, your one responsibility after the traditional responsibilities of, you know, running a good route, catching a football, knowing how to line up, which is you always protect your quarterback. Sure. You protect your, th- you protect your throw. He's running up the sideline. I have to say the ball was catchable because somebody caught the ball. Sure. How often have you run that route in the 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 corner is outside of you to the boundary? I, I don't know that I've seen it very frequently where the receiver has inside leverage. They're well, nine- that's, the, that's the release or whatever you're doing to get there. He gets pinned somehow. He has to get back outside. He has to get back inside to make ball in the air, receiver, corner. You got to be the middleman. The corner can't be the middleman. Usually when that happens, newsflash, Captain Obvious here, it becomes an interception. And he's a, he's a kid. He's a young man. He's a professional. 
that has now shown he is consistently inconsistent. That's why Kendrick Bourne is, looks like he, he's available. Bourne's awesome, even in San Francisco, because he was, he was what, wide receiver four in San Francisco. He was not on the field all the time. But it felt like in big moments they wanted him on the field. And, and to me, even when he was with San Francisco, when we signed him, he reminded me of a guy from your era, David Givens, who a lot of people don't remember, who a lot of people didn't see. But the one thing about David Givens, I don't know if this record's been broken since, he set the record for most consecutive playoff games with a touchdown reception. So when teams needed to throw him the ball, when they needed a touchdown, Brady was like, where is Givens? Where is 87? And Kendrick Bourne, if he's if this team ever remembers how to win a football game and gets to a game that matters, Kendrick Bourne will be a star. That's what I see with him. On the biggest stage, I think he will shine the brightest. Oh, he's a oh he's a, he he's a star. I think you keep I I think you you keep starting him. The question is going to be though when they play some of these better DBs or like consistent defenses. There's going to be times where he's not going to have the two touchdowns. Sure. Right. I yeah. think he, what he has three touchdowns already so yeah. far. Right. Yeah. He's going to be one of those where he'll catch two like he did against uh, the Eagles. Yeah. Right. And then he'll just catch one. And then maybe the next, two, you know, the next in the two games from now, he may not catch a pass just because the inconsistency, the, you know, just the struggle of the offense in itself. They're going to try to take him away. Devontae Parker isn't available. But it, man, it's 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 tough. It's it's big. It's becoming really tough um, for the group group of wide receivers that the Patriots have uh, with consistency. It doesn't help that the quarterback, uh, you know, he's not playing. I don't think he's playing bad. I don't think he, you know, he's not going to the Pro Bowl. But I think he's he's very serviceable. I'll take him over. I'll take him over Zach uh, Zach Wilson any day right now. No doubt. And we'll we'll in the PMP segment we'll hit more on. Uh, a couple of, of points with the Patriots when it comes to Max ups and downs and what is and is not his fault. But in terms of Kendrick, where do you see him having the most success route wise? Where on the field is the most, it's the best place to try and get him the ball. Does he have a full route tree or is it he, he thrives in, in different situations? It's hard to say if he has, if he can't have a full route tree because some of the offense way it's kind of unfolding, it's an unfair assessment to say, oh, Kendrick Bourne can or he can't because we haven't, he's haven't had the opportunity right. to run the full route tree. And so, and it's only two games in, which sure. is sad to say, but there's other guys who have caught like almost 30 targets by, <laughs> by now. And so it's, he hasn't had that opportunity but if he keeps showing what he's showing right now, I, I believe that he does have that potential to run everything on a route tree because he's so he's so much bigger than, than the normal normal guys in that division. You talk about he's he's much taller than Waddle, right? He, he obviously is much taller than than uh, Diggs and Tariq. He's doing really good, so. He's a guy you could keep in your fantasy that you just go, okay, here's – he's not going to get you, you know, 25 points every week. But yeah. I, I think he could stay in that I – don't, I don't know what a good number is, but say the 
10 and 17. Is that good? He'll get you double digits for sure. You want at okay, least double a double-digit floor. Um, and he's yeah. been the biggest beneficiary of, of the change of offensive coordinator. Yeah. The guys last year had it out for him. And to me, him not demanding a trade, him not asking to be released, which you see a lot, and I don't even think it's a problem, but him being like, you know what, I signed my contract, I'm going to figure it out. Because it was criminal what they did to him last year. So him fighting through all that coming in this year has to feel like a breath of fresh air for him. But you're talking about guys with, with 30 targets catching them all. Let's get right into Puka. Puka Nakua comes out, first two games of his career, sets the record for most receptions ever by a receiver first two weeks. believe he broke the tie with Anquan Bolden, who was also a monster. How sustainable is this and how much of, of his success is because Cup's not there? All of his success right now with the results of his, his receptions is because of Cooper Cup. Does he stay there? I think he does because I don't know if Cooper Cup comes back. Right? There's it, It's tough, man, because even in that time, in that hamstring, oh, it's, it's so much that you can't do anything about. Right? It's the it, only thing you can do with hamstring is rest. Right. Right. If you really look up hamstring, here's a crazy, here's a dumbfounded <laughs> part about just like the human element of it. If you Google hamstring, I think it's like six to eight weeks, not six to eight weeks of rehab, bro. Six to eight weeks of rest. And then you can start to rehab. National Football League, bro, they give you a week. Like if you, t- if you pull your hamstring on Sunday, bro, you are, you've iced three times. By midday, mid, by supper time here on the south, by supper time, by five o'clock, you've you've done hot and cold contrast, depending on the severity. If it's not black and blue, you've done hot and cold trash. You've done heat. You've got a massage. You've done stretching. You got a sleeve on, bro. By Wednesday, I mean by that within that first week, you should be trying it out, seeing how it feels. That's how fast it is. Like the superhumanness of healing in the National Football League is ridiculous. I know we saw a specialist in Chicago. He's trying to get like this resolved permanently. So that's never a great sign when it's a hamstring injury where a guy's seeing multiple specialists multiple times trying to get to the bottom of why this is happening. So I don't disagree. But how much of this is on McVay getting him those targets, getting him the right spots on the field. How much of it's just his own natural talent from what we've seen so far? So his own natural talent is obviously he's out there um, and he's balling. You can see him. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's still a rookie too, yep. you know, a young guy. Uh, went to BYU. Hooker's doing a really good job. He is a starter. He's a guy that you keep, and here's why. I don't believe if Cooper Cup comes back that you're going to have the same type of production because basically Cooper Cup uh, is playing Cooper Cup's position. Right. The problem in these offenses, there is a Robin, but that Robin is not going to catch anything close to anything else. I don't think Puka and Cup can coexist, not because they're they're hungry or stingy. The offense just doesn't have enough. But Puka's the guy until until Cooper Cup comes back. But I'm just telling you, Puka is the new 
wide receiver one for the Los Angeles Rams until he gets there. And here's where it also gets better. Let's go back to Matthew Stafford has always been a guy who notoriously has been known for sinking his eyes on one person. Marvin Jones Jr. was that guy. Kenny Galladay was that guy. Megatron was that guy. And before Megatron, it was Roy Williams. So it was Roy Williams, ball, ball. Then they got Megatron and Roy Williams fell off the face of the planet. <laughs> was that not true? I wasn't wrong either. <laughs> right? But, but Megatron wasn't even Megatron at that time. He was just Calvin Johnson. Matthew Stafford gets locked in on one guy. So you got an offensive coordinator and an offense that only targets one guy. So Puka is the guy. So my dumb fan brain goes, does this not seem like a very easy offense to stop if you know they're only ever going to target one guy? But they're going to line him up everywhere and anywhere. They let you look pre-snap. The defense can still see him. It's not that big of a field. But he's it's not. But yet, guess what? It's still, you still have a quarterback that goes through his progression. But he's always side-eyeing, and he has Puka in his mind. They're going to line everything up. You look at Puka's route, and he knows what he's doing. Sitting in zone coverage, catching a ball, going upfield, and then Atwell to catch some things, and then they'll go back to Puka. That's, right. that's just how it is, bro. This offense, when you get in the right offense with the right coaching staff, and you're going to thrive. And I'm, not, and I'm not knocking him or saying, hey, oh, this, this offense is making him better than what he is. No. Puka knows exactly what he's doing. He's taking every opportunity, and he's taking advantage of it. And it's smart. Fans like to say, oh, he's a system player. We've seen plenty yes. of players, but they say it as a negative. And you've seen yeah, so many no. players in the wrong system. It doesn't even look like they belong in the sport, and it's not their fault. That's just not no. their advantages. So, yeah, him no. being on another team trying to go deep, like that wouldn't work. You know what I mean? So he, he landed in the perfect situation. Think about this. You got a young guy, Puka, who's a rookie, who falls into a, an offense that can feature a guy. And he studied it to a to a T that says, hey, when my opportunities come, I'll be ready. And he's ready. I love it. Oh, yeah. You, smart. That's a smart young man. He did 30 targets through two weeks. Not everyone would catch 25, 26 passes. You know what I mean? There has to be a level of talent there to pull off. Because not, I watched a lot of that game Sunday. Not all those throws from Stafford were on target. He had to make some nice plays going back against his momentum, falling to the ground. Body those were nice catches. Yeah. Body control, loose hips, sitting down, understanding the zone. It ain't, his fault. it ain't his fault he's smart. <laughs> oh, hello there. Just brushing up on a little bit of reading, just like you're brushing up on your NFL knowledge, courtesy of Agent 89. He just told you, as long as Cooper Cup's not playing, Stafford is going to be eyeing down Puka Nakua. He is a must-start. And over on the Underdog Fantasy app, he is a must-play and pick him in your fantasy drafts. And all of it, you can only get in on the action if you go to Underdog Fantasy right now and sign up using promo code WR1. That's wide receiver one. That is Puka Nakua. Go sign up right now. You'll get a $100 deposit match bonus. And we're going to toss a little special in the lobby just for you. Again, promo code WR1. 
Puka Nakua special in your lobby if you sign up today. You're welcome. And speaking of smart, our, our wide receiver one for this week, not a wide receiver, technically. It was B. John Robinson. What? This guy jumps off the screen when you watch him. I can't remember the last time a running back slash just football player, a football player came into the league with this amount of hype and exceeded it so immediately. What have you seen out of B. John? Running the football, he made so many guys miss. Then he also finishes with his shoulders forward. He put he sees a crease, he goes up the hole. But just he were his my comparison has to be reminds me of Marshall Fault, bro. Remember when Marshall Fault was with the Indianapolis the the Colts? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wow. But then when he went to the Rams, you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> what is this? Is this legal? This, is this allowed? Yeah, do that's this? exactly what I was who, who said that was cool to do? Who thought that was a good idea? It's like watch, it's like watching your child who's faster than all the other kids in Little League. You're like, I can't wait till he grows up. I can't wait till he grows up. Then he grows up, and it's like, wow, I thought he was going to be good, but wow. I didn't know he was going to be Bo Jackson good, right? right? <laughs> like, he's bigger than everybody else, faster. This is just unfair. That's what people talk about. What's his birth certificate? Actually, he's playing up. Right, yeah. He's oh, he's playing with the eighth grade. He's playing with the eight-year-olds. He's only six. <laughs> Stash him. Stack him. Keep him. Flex him. However you want to do it. Trade. Bijan Robinson is the guy. I. I got to give me a B. John Robinson Atlanta Falcons jersey. I got to get that thing signed. Wow. You're going to wear that around Carolina? Is that a good idea? <laughs> Carolina or not, bro. I'm, st- I, I'm a fan of ballers, bro. Fair. Fair. And, and I mean, talking about the receiving aspect, obviously you just compared him to, I don't even think it's arguably the greatest receiving back of all time. What What is it and how big of an advantage is it for an offense? Because Algier's been no slouch either now. He's oh, he's Alge- picked up Algier from where he was last year. Yeah. Yes. And so being able to use both of them. Yeah, you can – it's like, all right, listen, we just threw it to Bijan five times in a row. Let's run it with Algier. As a defense, you're like, will you guys knock it off? Calm down over there. But how big of an advantage is that for an offense to be like, yeah, we'll hand it to him, we'll throw it to him, no matter what, we're getting yards here. It just make you better, right? They've lined them up both – both of these guys are uh, playing at the exact same time on the field. It's brilliant. Arthur Smith is doing a great job, smart. You know, first of all, when you drafted him, you go, man, what does that say with Algier? But you see they both dry. They're, get, they're getting fed enough that it's just making their offense go. So you start Bijan, oh, but you got to flex or keep. Algier in your oh, lineup yeah. as well. Yeah, they're both because gonna they're both gonna eat. They and I'm not talking about like slim fast eat. I'm talking about a full <laughs> flesh meal, bro. A bounty, like yeah. yes, yeah. The quicker picker upper, like you gonna spill, bro. <laughs> just just talking the the physics of it. How much? more difficult is it because you don't see i mean there, there are a few marshall fox there are a few B. John robinsons but running backs in general 
Is there something with the angles of like the pass, the routes they're running, they're coming out of the backfield? Like what makes it more difficult to catch those passes as, as the, like, compared to you, like more downfield? What is it? Why is it so much more difficult? Because of the linebackers. The linebackers, the way they play, there are very few Warners. For number 24, New Orleans, watch him play. He's developed. Davis, Demario Davis, where he's a guy who he's going to hit you. You look at Ray Lewis, he's a guy where he's going to dissect. But these running backs now are becoming more and more developed. That There's a value catching a ball out of the backfield. There's a requirement that you have to catch the ball out of the backfield. And they've hit, they've hit a home run with, with B. John Robinson. Do you think if he wanted to, he's talented enough to play receiver full time? If he put his mind to it, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna stun him and, and, and stun his growth and say he can't. I would say that he probably, if he wanted to, he probably could. I think he would nece- I think he would need to probably lose 10 pounds. Man, he, he would he would wear down running. Out in the field, people people could probably push back and say, well, you know, he's running as a running back. Yes. He's running to the line of scrimmage, and then hopefully he does not get tackled. <laughs> but at a wide receiver, you're, you know, you're running clear out route, so you're, all, you're more active. Yeah, you're just doing right? wind sprints. It's what they call it. A, yeah, yes, <laughs> you're doing wind sprints. Uh, you said the Panthers could use a guy like this. Let's, let's jump into PMP. What what's going on with the now zero and two Carolina Panthers and Patriots? I mean, we're a couple couple of losers right here. Uh, you can go with the you can go with uh, your Patriots first. Okay, they're losers. Uh, so we <laughs> or you want to talk about last week against the Eagles where they just could not score that those final seven points, or you want to talk about this week? where Mike Gusecki catches the ball short of the chains on fourth down, and a lot of that was because of the offensive line, and then laterals it back to the offensive line, Cole Strange, who just barely didn't get the first down, and it's exhausting. Like, they just can't – they haven't been blown out. They can't get – like, they they just haven't lost a way, a way where I don't have – the feeling afterwards, like we did this to ourselves. That's not to take anything away from the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a really good team. Tua was locked in all night, took what the defense gave them. And yet, if it wasn't for the turnovers, the Patriots win that game by 10 points because the the Patriots have given up one touchdown all season with a full field. The defense has not given up a touchdown unless there's been a turnover, unless the other team's given up the, unless the other team's had the ball past the other 50. Let me let me interject though. Go ahead. Here's 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 a problem I have with everything you're saying. Everything. Yes, right. everything. Everything you're saying is great and conceptually I agree. The problem is your perception and reality and results don't align. How so? Y'all didn't have a sack until the third quarter. They're throwing the ball less than. Two's not even doing three steps. He's getting the ball out immediately. There was no time to sack. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, so, doesn't matter. But that was the I scheme. Don't, I don't care what, that was the scheme for that I game. I, I understand the scheme, and you guys had a scheme that you you had three D three mm-hmm. three safeties back there. Shout out to Gonzalez. Gonzalez is Christian Gonzalez is ball. It's been incredible. Savvy, savvy young rookie. But let's be honest, bro. 
everything you're saying is great. Is well, if and if and coulda, woulda, shoulda. Bro, it doesn't matter what you think could have happened. You were losing. Correct, because of the turnovers, which is what I said. Okay, They're digging the themselves a hole. Were, yes, but that has to do with also some of the players. For sure. On, uh, some, some of the players for, for the Dolphins that are creating some of those mistakes. Well, let me say, well, let me say this. They played a way where they, if they weren't going to be putting up points on offense, they were never going to win that game because they were allowing the Dolphins to dink and dunk down the field, not give up any big plays. But with that, you're giving them time of possession as well. So if yes. you're not going to be hanging. Which is a big play. Which is ultimately, it's a big play. Absolutely. And it, but if you're not going to be putting even threes on the board, because if they had put field goals on the board, the two drives, they turned it over. I'm not even giving them seven points. You can't do that with this offense. They haven't earned that yet. But if, even if they're putting threes on the board, now that last drive, you don't even have to go for it on fourth down because you're only down one. And in fact, you're probably not even down that much because they don't even have the first touchdown that was given to them from the Douglas fumble. So that's where it's frustrating. That's where it's like you're digging your own hole. I don't even think the strategy was wrong uh, defensively because it was it was working. They, the Dolphins scored once. The Eagles scored zero times with a full field. That's how the defense is done. I'm not saying they've been perfect either, but that's where it's like the offense has to stop. Like the defense can only make so many stops over the course of a season. They can't, they can't be relied on to carry the team every single week. Now, luckily, we play the Jets next week. I do think the defense can carry them in that game. I, especially with Zach. Right. They're going to have a game, they're gonna have a game plan that's going to confuse. Right? I, I was shocked at one of the notes I wrote. Mostert's running well. How long will Coach McDaniel stay the course? Because I was at yeah. one point, I was like, I was like, ah, he they're doing too well. He's not going to be able, and he stayed it. But the thing that I love, that was true Belichick, the motion on the field goal <laughs> block, bro. When, when I see stuff like this from Bill Belichick, I look at Bill Belichick as Bugs Bunny <laughs> and his opponent is Elmer Fudd that just <laughs> never can figure out how to get the pesky rabbit, bro. But watching that play, it was like to – did he forget he was on the field? Like, did he just come running in oh, off the sideline? I, I was like, what's happening here? But no, no, nobody goes, hold up. Yeah. Great time. <laughs> no, they just like, oh, yeah, let's just let's just let this guy go in motion and block it. It's crazy, man. I'm telling you. So one one thing I want to ask you, because it's something I don't I have no idea, but it's it's something I was kind of noticing this game. I only saw Mac call two audibles. Maybe there were more, but there were only two obvious audibles. Is that, and I know you don't know either, but what you, can you assume? Is that he he's not comfortable calling audibles? He's not comfortable with that pre-snap defense read? Or is that the coaching staff tell him, run what we tell you to run, don't stray from that? It could be it could be a number of things. We don't know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes an audible is an audible and you don't even know it's an audible. Okay. Right. It could be his cadence is the audible. So sometimes you're in the huddle and you get the two plays and the one word, the whatever word means we're going with this play. And so you have to because of all the microphones now, the center, the center for every quarterback now, where's a the microphone? Then there's a mic'd up player. 
So you don't know, and they're doing it that way, so it's not as obvious. Sure, yeah. That's why I said I could only see two obvious ones, because I knew... Yes, you can only see two obvious, because there may have been a front that, when they run this front, we have to get out of it. Right. But some of the other fronts could be where you hear, uh, Randy, Randy, Randy. That's right, right, right. Yeah, that's Roger for the Patriots, and that was one of the two I picked up yes. on. <laughs> okay, but that that adjustment could just be for the offensive line right. or the blocking scheme. Right. He could have a, a he could have a audible word that he's doing that you don't even know. It could be white eighty. White eighty means we're going with the second play. White 80, white 80 said, white 80 is saying this, you know, whatever the, whatever word they have, they're switching it. And then we go with it and you never know. That's, that's just, that, that's just, it doesn't have anything to do with trust or lack of trust. Sometimes people want to throw their two cents in. Man, they're just trying to have a creative way without you knowing that they're switching a play. What did you All right. Yeah, what did you see? Let's let's go. Carolina Panthers. How did Bryce look? The Carolina Panthers. Well, Bryce I Bryce looked like Bryce, which is a guy who's a young rookie. But what I'm worried about and is this is the lack of creativity with this offense. It's 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 I tweeted out last night, man, can I get a can I get an explosive play? Can we throw the ball down the field? And and I hate watch hearing the announcers, Lewis Reddick, love them. Dan Orlovsky, love them. They do a great job. But they're only, they can only say what they're watching, which is I was watching it too, and I'm going. They're like, man, we need a who, – who is the playmaker for the Carolina Panthers, their wide receiver one? Bro, all you're doing is running underneath routes, and they're playing in zone coverage. It was tough to watch, lack of explosion, lack of going down the field. It was almost, you know, let's let's not mess up. Let's let's l- limit. Players can players can play and coaches need to coach. But scare money makes no money. And and scare money gets you 0-2. That was that. They were they were playing well. Do you think it's personnel or coaching or both? I can't tell you it's personnel. Okay. Because if you're running the same run play all game long, the other team is going to figure it out and they're going to stop the play. If you're running up the middle, clog the middle. You can't say, well, offense line can't block because you're running the exact same play. Right. I, I'm, I, don't, I don't think it's fair to say they can't block. Or they can't play, or you don't have any playmaker. Oh, we need a, a wide receiver needs to step up. Can we run some plays outside the hashes? Can we run some quick outs? You you wait three and a half quarters to you run a corner route with Mingo. You get a DJ Chark. You finally throw a go route to him. He gets a he gets a PI. They're running zone coverage the most of the game because all you're running is underneath routes. And blitzing. Like you, you you spend all week game prepping for that team. You have those first 10 to 15 plays. You have what you mm. think you know. How caught up do coaches get in what they think they know versus what they're seeing in real time? 
And that's a that is such a tough question because as a player, you practice so much, and the coaches drilling your head what you're gonna see, what you're gonna do. And just like coaches get frustrated with players, players get frustrated with coaches. When you say, well, you said we were going to do this and we get in the game and say, well, we couldn't block up front. Yeah, we couldn't block up front because you exposed us by running the same plays to where they start teeing off on us and it became a rhythm. Yeah. And so they, they got in a rhythm of blitzing and we got a rhythm of trying to stop the blitz and minimize the bleeding. So you got to abandon what you even talked about, but the players are out yeah, there saying man, we don't have to. Yeah. And you're, oh, well, we couldn't win. It was like, bro, you waited to three quarters to give us – you waited for three quarters to really open up the playbook. It's a tough watch. Yeah. There's two, this is two games in a row. You lose the game pretty much in the third quarter because of being conservative. Now, is that – if I'm just trying to put myself in Frank Reich's shoes, you get fired last year. Now you've got a rookie quarterback and a new job. Is that him trying to be like, all right, we're going to slow roll this? I know I'm not going to. Well, you've accomplished, you've accomplished that. <laughs> For you sure. are slow rolling. For sure. Check. <laughs> Let me see. Hold on. Slow roll box. Check. Continue. But is is that, like, do you expect it to open up more? Do you, like, that was Chark's first game. Do you expect him to get more looks moving forward? Or is this becoming a fear? Hey, maybe we're just a very conservative team now. I don't know if David Tepper is going to allow that. Yeah, either. true. You move all that you move all of that around to allow your quarterback to sit there and throw check down, right? You have three, six, nine, nine, twelve, and then the third, the end of the third, the middle of the fourth, that just the thing explodes. Like it was so bad, I stopped, turned it off, and went to bed and woke up and watched the last three minutes just to see if things changed because I could not, I, I just couldn't. So I was like, maybe if I go to sleep, you know, maybe if I go to sleep, I wake up, things will change. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They yeah. know I'm watching. They're nervous. If I stop watching, they'll start playing better. Yeah. You know how, like, you have that friend, you, you know, everybody's superstitious. Oh, yeah. John, leave, leave. John, leave, leave. Every time John leaves the room, we get better. <laughs> the realistic expectation for this team really is. Man, you got to open it up and see what you got. Because, I mean, you go, you, 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 first of all, you're force feeding Adam Thielen in the first half. You don't go to him in the second half. You force feed in Atlanta Falcons, Hayden Hurst, mm -hmm. and then you wait till the middle of the third, and it's still a small intermediate throw. It's just tough, man. It's, it's tough. You can't, you can't win football games like that. Do you think they're doing Bryce a disservice? Is he getting absolutely? Yeah. <clears throat> you hear, especially absolutely. with like the Trey Lance conversation. Oh, he's going to play just to get better. Is he even getting better if they're not even trying things? Not with that game plan. Not not with the way they're calling plays in the game. And I've been at a few practices to see like he can throw the football. Not wanting to make mistakes is also it can come across to players sometimes where you, you're definitely not trying to win. You're definitely not trying to win the game. You're coming in. Let's not lose. Right. It. Yeah. Let's not lose. The game is actually going to lose the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you're already playing from a defensive mindset as opposed to we're going to impose our will on this other team. Like they're, we're, you're allowing them to set up. Uh, what what have been the positives so far two weeks and have there has, has there been any player you've been like oh he's taken a step there's, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of the positives I just can't think of any of them. <laughs> um, I mean, who's the D tackle Brown you guys took in the top ten a oh couple yeah years he's ago? playing well he, he yeah he's doing well uh, you you know Shaq went down so that sucks mm-hmm. um, and I I tell you there's no corners that's sitting out on the street waiting to be called that can play. Right. If they're at home, there's a reason. But my unrealistic expectation is that we can sign a corner today to fill in while J.C. Horn is not available. Now, is it a real possibility? No. But you didn't ask me for a realistic (laughs) possibility. I'm just telling you, like, if some corner that nobody's ever heard of, like, you can find a Brandon Browner that's in the CFL right now that can come play or a fifth-round draft pick that went to Stanford that used to play wide receiver and now corner named Richard Sherman. Those guys are available at the house right now. Please call them up. <laughs> Another thing you were talking about when we were on the phone, Anthony Richardson. Now two weeks in a row has sustained some kind of, I would say, stinger. Mm-hmm. And I mean by that is, Last game, last the last offensive possession. He gets pretty. He gets hit pretty darn hard. He hard. He's laying on the field, and then he scores his touchdown. Man, he can't play this type of football and be available for the next ten or twelve years. Seventeen weeks. This this hero ball. This this Josh Allen football that he's playing. He needs to cut it out. People will point to Josh Allen like, well, he's he's been healthy. He hasn't missed games, but he tore his UCL in the middle of last season, and it definitely affected him. Now, they were still winning games, but it, it definitely lingered. And, yeah, a lot of people, when they talk about the size, they, they talk about, well, will he be able to sustain hits throughout the course of a career? When you look at most injuries, it's not a compilation of hits. It's one hit. That's all it takes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the size argument, and you you brought up, uh, you saw a hit on on one of the larger physical freak quarterbacks, Dante Culpepper, that that you still think about. Yeah, the Nick Chubb hit. First of all, Nick Chubb being injured, awful. Um, man, is awful. Great dude, goes about his business the right way, keeps his mouth closed, doesn't talk, just goes to work. He's done so much for the Cleveland Browns. And he goes in there, hey, they're not going to re-sign. Well, they're not going to give me the contract I deserve. I'm going to play it out. And unfortunately, he doesn't get to play it out. Saquon Barkley, he now has, a, I believe, a high ankle sprain, mm-hmm. so he's unavailable. I've watched two injuries in my career. Now, obviously, people have gotten injured. Sure. But I've seen two injuries, and the Nick Chubb one really hit me to my core because what you're hearing about what he tore, I'm afraid he's not going to come back the Nick Chubb that we know. I was on the sideline when Cadillac Williams' kneecap was in his quad. I witnessed it. It was gruesome. And then I remember seeing, and I remember Chris Gamble was tore up about it, Dante Culpepper. 
And those players were never the, they were never the exciting players right. that they once were. They went on to continue to keep playing. They weren't the players. They, they, didn't, they, they didn't sustain the injury and then come back and go, Akuna Matata, right? You know, no worries, keep going. And I hope, I hope Nick Chubb can come back and, and be the dynamic player he once was. I'm just not I'm, – I'm worried he won't be. And it is the same knee he had complete reconstructive surgery on when he was at Georgia. Obviously, he was able to bounce back from that. That was about – Because he was I was going to say it was about too. a decade ago. Yeah. And it was the first injury. Right. Now you're not sure what is not replaceable. Right. What, what procedures are they going to have to do, whether it's microfracture, where they drill holes in there and hopefully it'll grow back. But even in microfracture, it's not always a guarantee because everybody's built. That procedure is there. But everybody, you know, I remember talking to some people that had that microfracture, and they said that I can never fully extend it. I always have to kind of have a half cop. Like there, there's always going to be some lingering residual things that shortens their career, man, and, I, and it just sucks. I mean, I remember, like you're saying, person to person, there's a lot of basketball players who get micro fracture surgery on their knee. And the first guy I remember really getting it this century was Mari Stoudemire, who was a guy who jumped out of the gym. And after he got that, mm-hmm. Phoenix is like, we're all set. We're A guy whose number they're retiring. They're like, we can't resign you. We cannot give you it. We don't think you're going to be the same. Yeah. And they were kind of right. He had a stretch with the Knicks where he was that guy, but it wasn't a full season even. So it's, it is very person to person. Like you're saying it takes away that explosiveness. Like you're saying they could still have the speed, but to the quickness in which Chubb gets to that speed probably will never be the same, which sucks. Well, we were talking about it on Sunday, trying to figure out what we would be talking about. And football hasn't been uh, the most exciting thus far this season on the whole. And one thing we were watching, it popped up in the Jags-Chiefs game, was uh, I think the worst trick play Doug Peterson's ever ran. He's kind of a master of it. But it was a throw to a receiver, threw it back across the field. Somehow wasn't picked, but didn't gain any yards at all. In terms of being a player, when you practice trick plays, I imagine you're like, we're never going to run this in a game. But then when it actually gets called in a game, how do you – how do you keep your composure as if it's any regular old play? Well, that's why they run so many times in practice just to see it. Whoever run, first of all, someone run, someone has run it before. Mm-hmm. The coaches just have to figure out who they're going to steal it from. <laughs> and you practice them all the time until the right moment where they feel like this is the play. And so you have it in there, and the first time it's introduced, players are rolling their eyes like, this will never <laughs> But then there's times where there are trick plays that happen or plays that have happened, and it's not the way it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how the year's going. We had, a, we had a play where it wasn't even a trick play. It was, you know, they call it, uh, you know, a, a ghost where you go in motion. And man, we're running like this is the second play of the game, and we're I'm running a ghost. A ghost is not an end around. A ghost is just a ghost. Where I go in motion, I'm going. So I would use that that first play. I would use that play 
as, okay, let me get up to speed. So I'm going to go in motion and then I'm going to hit this ghost just to get my, you know, flush out my legs a little yeah. bit. And I go in motion and this is second play. D'Angelo Williams is the running back. And I hear Jake DeLone tell me in the ghost, take it, take it, take it. <laughs> but I'm running and you know how you hear him. You ever been asleep and you hear your alarm and you're going, man, what is that noise? Yeah, looking around your dream. But you're asleep. Yeah. You're like, am I dreaming? And you realize at some point, you're not dreaming, fool. You got to wake up. Right. So I'm hearing, take it, take it, take it. And as he's, as I'm hearing, as I hear, take it, my heart and my mind are disconnected. <laughs> because my mind is saying, take it. What the hell am I taking? This is a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I need to take it? Also thinking, pause. <laughs> I'm not taking anything. Well, as I get closer and closer, he's still saying, take it. Now, he probably only said, take it two or three times. But, bro, it's ringing in my head, and I am, my mind is totally disconnected the first couple of plays because I'm hearing ghost. What is ghost? Ghost is a route that Steve is not engaged in the offense. I am going in motion, and I shall run aimlessly. I am the kid who gets to chase butterflies at goalie for the YMCA, no one will ever kick the ball here. We just started the game. Take it. Why should I take the football? <laughs> you also can't, like, have an argument. There's no time to converse. <laughs> That's not the play, Jake. No time for that. <laughs> so he, has, so he, he doesn't give D'Angelo the football. He gives the football to me. Because Darnell Dockett is penetrating <laughs> extremely quickly. Now, they give me the football, and I believe Darnell Dockett still tackles me. <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> but here's the problem that I have still to this day. Jake, I have this question. Why did you make me get tackled by Darnell Dockett and not give D'Angelo the opportunity <laughs> to get tackled because technically we would have lost less yardage <laughs> with D'Angelo versus with me. <laughs> so he doesn't give it to D'Angelo and Darnell Dockett does not tackle D'Angelo. No. He tackles me. So I'm in a huddle and I look and D'Angelo goes, thanks, Smitty. I said, but I still got tackled. He's like, yeah, I did, and it was great. I was fine with that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that was a trick play that did not go great. No, no. I mean, that was on the fly. That was Sandlot. Uh, we're just going to yes. uh, call it on the fly. That's very funny. I hope we start seeing more defensive trick plays, like the, or I guess that's special teams. But uh, Oh, special teams. I was like, you can't run a defense. They don't have the football. You could try. There are some teams, their defenses are so bad, they should try some some trick plays. Not a trick play, and, and becoming rarer and rarer is corners following receivers. You see more corners 
on on certain uh, spots on the field more than traveling. Sauce Gardner said, enough is enough. I would like to travel. C.D. Lamb, I can't mm. be allowing guys to get 143 yards on my defense when, when I allowed zero myself. Is that something the Jets should try? I don't know that they need to worry about defense too much. Uh, I think they should try it. And, and uh, I also know – I don't know if Sauce is putting a bullseye on himself or what, but also see, like, he's getting a little gra- handsy and grabby. Getting. Uh, he's doing more – yeah. yeah, he came in the league yeah. that way. I know, but I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> I respect it. Listen, if they're not going to call it, do it every time. Seahawks won a Super Bowl doing that. Whatever. <laughs> Ty Law. They, Ty Law had Peyton Manning in a box because he was like, you know what, I'm just going to hold Marvin Harrison like this, and then when he throws it, I'll catch the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, talk- I was, I was uh, talking to a Jets fan. I said I hate it for y'all with eight getting hurt. He will be better. He will be back next year better. Wrong one to sit and let stew. Like I think Aaron Rodgers, if he's he's sitting down watching, and I think he's gonna come back. You know, I had I had the opportunity to really sit to just kind of stand around and talk to Aaron. And I've always you know had my thoughts and feelings around Aaron Man. We probably had maybe a 20-minute conversation, but the conversation we had is probably the most we've ever had yeah. in our careers. Um, there's, and really got to really see who he was. It was just me and him talking. Always respected him, obviously, as an opponent, as a football player, as a quarterback, yeah. a pro bowler. But, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But man, just seeing like I think he's a little bit misunderstood, but he's all also misunderstood and in, in he wants to do ball and he wants to be great at it. And he wants to win a su- another Super Bowl. He wants to show people, not show people like who I am, but show people like he can still play at a high level. For sure. And uh, and he said, uh, my team showed a lot of heart and grit on Monday night, but what everybody was worried about uh about came to fruition is the the O line, right. right? And he said, "Trust me, no one in the, in in New York is waiting for next year, with or without Aaron Rodgers. We want it now." And all the air left the room when he went down. I was like, "Dang!" And so here's what I said: Zach ain't him, so wait or be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, you got no choice. <laughs> Method man's. Re- his response Who? to my text was method method okay, response <laughs> tang was facts. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's tough. It's tough. It was so much high hopes, the swagger. But what I find that's more telling is we were talking about the New York Jets, about who they were with Aaron Rodgers. And the defense felt that they were shortchanged. And I believe they were because mm-hmm. it was all about Aaron Rodgers. Now is your time to, to really show. It's back on you. It always was on, the, on their defense. Now they have to show it. They have to overcome and make. I, I believe someone, I, I think someone said they have the ability to be like the 85 Bears. Well, guess what? I don't know if they put this connection together. But Jim McMahon was from where? BYU. Zach Wilson is from BYU. where? BYU. Y'all ain't got Walter Payton at running back, 
But y'all got a two-headed monster. Y'all better establish the run because Zach Wilson isn't the guy. Man. Well, that was also – I hate to say it that We were way. talking about the when I asked about coaches getting stuck on their game plan, not reacting. The Jets almost did the opposite. They they abandoned the run immediately last week, and it's like that's your strength. That's without a doubt your strength. And the Cowboys, they're no slouches either. But if you're not even going to try, no. Brees wasn't happy. I know they're, they're trying to work him back from an injury. He's – he looked great week one. He ran out of gas on that one breakaway he had, but he had the breakaway. 14-game win streak, Patriots-Jets will come to an end next Sunday. I don't see it, but it also wouldn't shock me. Uh, it was a great show. I can't be losing. I can't be coming in here next week 0-3 with a loss to Zach Wilson. Can't have it. Ooh, let's see. What happens if – if the Jets beat the New England Patriots, what will Coley do? What shall what what what? Hey, cut to a fan. If Coley Mick lose, if his New England Patriots lose to Zach Wilson's New York Jets, please leave in the comment box what you believe Coley should do. What he should wear. <laughs> Oh, I got it. You must wear a New York Jets hat and sweater the whole show next week. I'm again. I'm in Maine, so it's hard to. I don't care. Well, I'm man. saying I, bro, I, I can. I know I can go get got, a sauce jersey. You got internet. You got internet. I listen, from you got internet. Sunday to Tuesday. You, on the internet you right think now. I can order some Sunday? It's here Tuesday. Amazon. Amazon Amazon hasn't had two-day delivery since 2020. They've abandoned that entirely. They That's not true. I've had I've had stuff come. I've ordered and had it come the next day. Listen, you've the same you've day. You've had a couple Man, raise your game, You've had a couple bro. incidents Stop. with Amazon Prime, the way you tell it. You've... <laughs> I have, but it's been on delivery. Yeah. <laughs> it's still been delivery. <laughs> hey. Who brings it has been a problem. That's <laughs> all. It gets brought. That's the only it thing. gets brought. But it gets brought. I'll, You're trying to say it's not. I'll get a sauce yes, jersey. I'll get a sauce jersey. No. What do you mean? No. no. I want the. I want a sweater. I want an ugly sweater <laughs> and a hat. And underdog's paying for it, so I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> Bro, just get it. All right. Because you're going down. Wow. I mean, last time we played, I don't know if you remember, it was a punt return. That was the only points that were scored in the game. All right. All right. Hey, great show. I'm Steve Smith Sr. Cut to it. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.